Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. As they end two-way operations in just a few uh, little while on the westbound span, but currently three lanes east and two lanes west, and there are no delays either side of 50 at the Bay Bridge. In Virginia on US 50 in Fairfax, the Lee Jackson Memorial Highway just to the west of 66 had some traffic engineering going on. That has just ended, so now all lanes are open. But we in a loop at 66, road widening operations, the right center lane and the right lane are closed. The W. WTOP Traffic Center is presented by Window Nation. Make no payments on your new windows for two full years. Visit windownation.com. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Another cold start here, but of course it is winter. However, the afternoon, today, and the rest of the week and the upcoming weekend will feel more like early April around here. Temperatures going up. Later today, 53 to 58 degrees, you'll notice some high clouds moving in. Those are high clouds out ahead of our next weather maker, so even your Friday is going to be partly sunny. We'll move from today's high temperatures in the mid-50s to tomorrow mid-60s across the area. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Right now, you're waking up to 35 degrees in our nation's capital, where the time now on WTOP is 3.59. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good Thursday morning, February 8th. Welcome in. I'm Dean Lane. Coming up this early 4 a.m. hour on TOP Thursday for you, the Supreme Court will consider whether or not former President Trump is eligible for a second term. What people here say about the D.C. crime bill. On Marion Barry Avenue in Southeast, I'm Dick Uliano. Fighting crime is at the top of Governor Westmore's agenda in his State of the State address. I'm Kate Ryan. Warning parents about guns could soon be a job for local school officials in Virginia. I'm Nick Ainelli. Gains on Wall Street, Asian stocks finish mixed. Good morning, it's four o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz. In just a few hours, the Supreme Court will begin hearing arguments over whether states have the power to bar former President Trump from the ballot. A preview from CBS News legal analyst Thane Rosenbaum. The justices will probably ask questions like, does Section 3 of the 14th Amendment apply to the president? The president swears an oath that is different from other office holders. Can Colorado disqualify Donald Trump for engaging in an insurrection when no court has ruled that January 6th was an insurrection? Neither has there been a finding that Donald Trump was responsible for it. Five Marines are still missing after their helicopter crashed in a remote area about an hour outside of San Diego. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti has details. Officials say the Marines' CH-53E helicopter took off from Creech Air Force Base near Las Vegas Tuesday evening, flying to Marine Corps Air Station in Miramar in California. We got a call from the Marine Corps saying that they lost signal for one of their aircraft in the Pine Valley area. Search teams launched three hours later when the aircraft was reported overdue and presumed to be missing. As expected, the Senate yesterday failed to pass a $118 billion package that was backed by the White House. It paired an overhaul of U.S. immigration and asylum policy with additional military funding for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan, as well as U.S. military operations in the Red Sea. Details from CBS's Scott McFarland. The failures happened a day after House Republicans came up one vote short in trying to impeach Homeland Security Secretary. Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Was it a surprise how it played out? Uh, I don't think it was a surprise. It was more of a disappointment. 
Texas Democrat Al Green hospitalized near the Capitol after intestinal surgery made a surprise appearance on the floor, casting the deciding vote. There could be some consequences that could be adverse to my best interest to do this. A governor has a message for the president. For the second time in a week, Texas Governor Greg Abbott is heading back to Eagle Pass, this time with nearly two dozen Republican members of Congress, the same place Abbott met with 13 GOP governors on Sunday. We are banding together to fight to ensure that we will be able to maintain our constitutional guarantee that states will be able to defend against any type of of imminent danger or an invasion. The Biden administration has threatened legal action if Texas doesn't allow Border Patrol access to the Rio Grande. Chris Fox for CBS News, Austin. Two police officers were shot and wounded in suburban Philadelphia as they responded to a 911 call at a house that was later set on fire. Six to eight people believed to live in that house are unaccounted for. The officers are said to be okay. This is CBS News. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. WTOP at 403. Thursday morning, February 8th, 2024. Welcome in. Sunny early this Thursday. Afternoon clouds develop. High 53 to 58. You're waking up to 35 in Washington now. Good Thursday morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We thank you for taking us along through your 4 a.m. hour ride. Topping the stories we're following for you this morning as we roll into this day together. A day after the D.C. Council gave preliminary approval this week to the sweeping anti-crime bill, people in the city's Ward 7, the hardest hit by crime, are sharing their thoughts on what they've heard. Cars and buses move steadily here on Marion Barry Avenue. And on the sidewalks, folks have voiced support for tougher enforcement against crime. They have to do something because they can't just sit around and don't do nothing. Things will get worse. I think that's a good idea because a lot of people dying over some silly stuff. Each person asked also insisted the district must have a balanced approach to crime fighting, including mental health services, jobs, and other resources. Most of us have a place for them. They don't have no boys clubs or nothing. When I came up, we had that. We had boys clubs and stuff like that. In Southeast D.C., Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. To Annapolis Thursday morning now, where members of the legislative the legislature that is heard locally from Maryland's governor this week during his second State of the State address. WTOB's Kate Ryan tells us this morning, Wes Moore says that he heard from state residents and understands crime and public safety to be the top concerns in the region. Maryland Governor Wes Moore's speech began with his arrival to a joint session of lawmakers in the State House. The governor of the great state of Maryland, Wes included a bit of good news. Crime is down across the state and homicides in Baltimore City are the lowest that they have been in nine years. And he pledged public safety remains this administration's top priority and that will not change. While Moore's legislative package expands public safety recruiting efforts, he also said the sound of a police siren hits differently in different communities. I felt handcuffs on my wrist when I was 11 years old because our community was over-policed and we knew it. The Republican response to Moore's speech called for what party leaders said would be a more proactive approach, including making gun theft a felony, for example. 
Moore's also called for the creation of a center for firearm violence prevention. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. WTOP at 4.05 Thursday. Locally, Virginia families would receive warnings about guns straight from their local school system. That is, if a bill that was passed this week by lawmakers is signed by the governor. The legislation would require local school boards across Virginia to send emails and text messages every school year to families, letting them know about their legal responsibilities to safely store guns in their house and about statistics related to firearm-related accidents. Democratic State Senator Stella Pekarski. It simply empowers parents with the knowledge they need to safely secure firearms. But Virginia gun rights advocate Philip Van Cleve claims the legislation demonizes gun ownership. This bill is trying to tilt things towards the gun control side. To me, they're pushing a biased agenda. It has passed in both the House of Delegates and the Senate, but it's not clear whether Governor Glenn Youngkin is going to sign the measure or veto it. Nick Einelli, WTOP News. WTOP at 4.06 Thursday. School day. It's the big weekend. Super Bowl Sunday just days away. And a Fairfax County teacher locally is using the big game this weekend to show his students how math can be applied to real-world issues daily. So now the question I put to you is how successful is this play? In his class here at Mantua Elementary, longtime math teacher Paul Malk is teaching probability using old data about Hail Marys. So 16 out of 193, we're looking at a 9.7% rate of success. It's part of a bigger point. I want them to understand that math is real. It's not Timmy had five apples. So real that he's making the connection with sports. I taught Pythagorean theorem using Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball across the field, which would represent the hypotenuse of a triangle, while Randall Cobb, the receiver, ran the vertical leg of a triangle. I find it much easier to understand, and it makes everything more fun to just learn. In Fairfax County, Scott Gelman, WTOP News. AI is changing the dynamic in IT operations, improving efficiency, and problem solving at scale. Brian Roach, Red River Chief Executive Officer, shares how AI is delivering on mission outcomes. Identifying the root cause of critical IT issues used to be out of reach. With the advent of AI ops and AI-enabled process automation, we can now produce in-depth analysis that automatically initiates incident response. To learn more about AI from Red River experts, visit redriver.com. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. You're with WTOP, Van Dean Lane. You check your phone, what, 50 times a day? Because there's always something new. It's the same with breaking news. Stay up to date. Check back with us two, three, four times a day. WTOP News. Facts matter. We've got the latest on the crisis at the border coming up after traffic and weather and your money news will be in-depth this 4 a.m. hour on WTOP. Time now is 4.08. Good morning. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Good morning to Ken Berger with us in the WTLP Traffic Center. Thank you, Dean. They have ended two-way operations at the Bay Bridge. You've got the two lanes open on the eastbound span. No delays leaving Sandy Point heading to Kent Island. They just did a traffic drag and a traffic inspection in the far left lane on the westbound span. So it won't be too much longer until all lanes are open. But currently, you just have far right lane open on the westbound span. Uh, on the Beltway Outer Loop in, in, uh, in uh, Montgomery County near Wisconsin Avenue, we had a road work going on in the right lane. That has been cleared. However, in Maryland 
28 in Montgomery County, westbound direction between Lay Hill Road and Wintergate Drive. All lanes on the westbound side are closed. Two-way operations on the eastbound side. Also eastbound 200, the intercounty connector after Columbia Pike, U.S. 29. The two right lanes remain blocked. Also northbound 29 in Silver Spring. That is closed between Fenton Street and Noy Street because of the road work with two-way operations set up on the southbound side. There are no major delays. And we're still dealing with the road debris they reported on southbound 270 in Rockville prior to Falls Road, where the two left lanes are blocked. In Virginia, multiple work zones have cleared. One that remains is on the inner loop right at 66, road widening work. And this is uh, the blocks the right center lane and the right lane. Go electric to go. Uh, Go electric to Fitzway. Looking for an electric car? Try the new Subaru Solterra, Hyundai, Ionic, or Toyota BZ4X. State and federal incentives available. Go electric at Fitzmall.com. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Clear and cold early this morning. Temperatures starting out between 24 and 32 degrees. A very pretty sunrise coming our way in a nice afternoon. 53 to 58 degrees. Expect increasing clouds, some high clouds late day. But those temperatures in the mid-50s, it's going to feel nice again. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. You're waking up to 29 degrees in our nation's capital. Brought to you in the 4 a.m. hour Thursday here on WTLP by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences six months. No payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions do apply. Check them out. Go to longfence.com. WTLP at 410. Where we bring you money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Jeff Claybaugh here this morning. Uber drivers completed 2.6 billion rides last quarter, up 22% from a year ago. The U.S. News list of best online bachelor's degrees includes Hopkins and Virginia Tech for IT degrees and UVA for online education degrees. Bourbon production contributed a record $9 billion to Kentucky's economy last year. 95% of the bourbon sold globally is made in Kentucky. The Dow rallied 156 points Wednesday. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Checking overseas, Asian stocks finished mainly higher, with the exception of the Hang Seng, which was down 204 points. Elsewhere, higher. Shanghai was up 36 points. The Kospi was up 11. The Nikkei was up two. That would be 700. Nikkei up 743. Good morning. Glad you're with us here at WTOP. It's 411. Got any travel plans this winter? I'm going to Aruba. Can't wait to hit the beach. I'm going to Aspen, Colorado. I'm going to Alexandria. In the freezing rain. If you're traveling around the Washington region, stay up to date and stay safe with WTOP's traffic and weather updates every 10 minutes on the 8th. With that storm front coming in, you might want to avoid the highways tonight. We're here for you all winter around the clock. WTOP News. Facts matter. Federal solutions from Spectrum Enterprise, part of Charter Communications, deliver technology federal agencies need today. Spectrum Enterprise has decades of experience designing and implementing solutions and a nationwide reach with more than 230,000 fiber route miles. Spectrum Enterprise Federal Solutions help to simplify operations and turn the challenges of federal network modernization into opportunities for agencies and for the people they serve. Learn more at enterprise.spectrum.com slash federal. Thursday morning, February 8th. Welcome in. If you're just joining us, it'll be sunny early. Veronica says we'll look at some afternoon clouds building as we head towards through the day. High of 53 to 58. Not too bad this Thursday. We are at 29 degrees in Washington right now. Good morning. 
I'm Dean Lane, welcoming you in this Thursday morning at 4.13. Glad you're with us. This is WTOP News. Tech stuff on WTOP this morning. You may have heard here on WTOP this week our reporting about that new sports-centric streaming service being launched by the Walt Disney Company, Fox and Warner Brothers Discovery. Well, now it seems several sports leagues say they were kept totally in the dark about this. This morning, Joe Flint, media and entertainment reporter for the Wall Street Journal, joins our Dimitri Sotis for a closer look at what this is all about. The streaming deal is essentially these three companies you mentioned, Disney, which owns ESPN, Fox, and Warner Discovery, which owns the Turner Network. Networks, which is everyone, every sports fan knows, carries a lot of uh, baseball and basketball, have decided to form an alliance to create a, as you said, streaming-centric sports platform that it hopes will bring in subscribers who may have cut the cord to cable or are just very much big sports fans. They don't want to pay for other channels they don't watch and it hopes to launch later this year. This is WTOP News. At Cabinet Discounters, we truly love what we do. Transforming kitchens, bathrooms, basements, any room. Creating new ways to help you achieve your vision. And all within your budget. Visit one of our seven showrooms. Sit down with an experienced designer and build the kitchen or bathroom of your dreams. Call or go online today and schedule a free consultation at CabinetDiscounters.com. It's Cabinet Discounters, proud to serve you for over 40 years. Cabinet Discounters, great WTOP News. The jailing of Katie Orndorff, a domestic violence victim locally in Virginia, has been upheld by an appeals court. Loudoun County Circuit Court Judge James P. Fisher held Orndorff in contempt of court back in September of 2021 for testifying then while allegedly intoxicated. So... He sent her to be behind bars. The Virginia Court of Appeals in the case split 8-8 over whether or not Judge Fisher violated Orndorff's due process rights here. Ty effectively leaving the action affirmed. Orndorff admitted during testimony against her former boyfriend that she had actually indeed smoked marijuana that day before traveling to the courthouse. The judge in the case declared a mistrial, but the ex-boyfriend later pleaded guilty to misdemeanor assault and battery. In other news, the Prince George's County Police Department's Homicide Unit tells WTLP they have charged 42-year-old Rita Rivera of Lanham with the murder of her 21-year-old son. Christos Johnson of Lanham was fatally stabbed inside their Lanham home on Greenfield Drive. It happened January 25th. Police say there was a dispute and that the investigation shows that Rivera actually stabbed Johnson during that altercation. She is now charged with first-degree murder this Thursday morning. Prince George's County Police ask anyone with info to contact them on that case. In health news this morning, he stood up to cancer and beat it. And this weekend, an Alexandria man is standing up to the illness once again, this time to raise green, as in money, for those who helped him in his fight and those who are in that battle right now. I was scared. I was really, really scared. Air Force veteran Patrick Malone, after having chest pain, found out in 2014 that he had a malignant peripheral nerve sheath tumor. That tumor was removed and he went through grueling radiation treatments to become cancer-free. Starting that year, he began fundraising for the two places that helped him in his fight. The doctors at Walter Reed and also the folks over at Fort Belvoir have given me a second chance at life. And I figured i got to pay it forward. This Sunday at Fireworks Pizza in Arlington will be his 10th year doing this, but because of a neurological illness. This might be my last uh, stand-up because um, standing is very difficult. But he says pain or not, he plans to make it the 24 hours straight. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Again, that fundraiser is part of the Entertainment Industry Foundation's Stand Up to Cancer. It runs this weekend, 4.30, Saturday afternoon to 4.30 on Sunday at Fireworks Pizza in Arlington. 
The CDC Centers for Disease Control and Prevention warning this Thursday morning about the rise in measles infections in the U.S. There have been 23 reported cases actually since December, mostly in children, we're told, who have not been vaccinated. In a CBS News investigation, correspondent Stephen Stock this morning analyzes vaccination rates across the country, finding that tens of thousands of children are at risk of getting sick. Here in New York City, they had their own measles outbreak in 2019. 649 people in all. Dozens had to be hospitalized. City of New York. The city's public health commissioner says while more people in New York City got vaccinated because of the outbreak, the numbers have been declining ever since. I'm worried about the trend if it continues in that direction. Do you need to be stricter enforcement? It is not just enforcement. It's not just mandates. It is engagement, communication, trust building. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Morning, February 8th. Welcome into WTOP. Time now is 418. Traffic and weather on the 8th. And when it breaks, good morning to Ken Berger in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Dean. In Montgomery County, Rockville, southbound 270. Two left lanes remain blocked because of ongoing road debris. Uh, this is on the approach to Maryland 189 Falls Road. That's exit 5. Multiple crews on the scene to help get that cleared out before the rush hour starts. We are seeing a brief delay. Uh, that starts right around West Montgomery Avenue, Maryland 28th. The, the delay not severe, but it is slowing things down a little bit. Also in Frederick County, southbound 270 between Buckystown Pike and Baker Valley Road. Right lane blocked. Northbound 85 on the approach to 270, the right lane also closed because of the road work. Meanwhile, at the Bay Bridge, they have reopened that center lane on the westbound span. So at the moment, two lanes open in either direction with that third lane, uh, the far left lane on the westbound span to be open in just a little while. They have uh, moved the traffic barrels out of the way and then just doing the inspection of that far left lane to get it reopened for the rush hour. In Virginia, had some road work going on on the Beltway First, though, the outer loop had overhead sign work south of the American Legion Bridge. Just got word that that has cleared. And there was also road widening operations on the inner loop near 66 over in a couple of right lanes. That likewise has been cleared. However, a work zone continues southbound 95 south of Dale Boulevard. Uh, this is road widening work with a left lane block. And then U.S. 1 southbound in Spotsylvania County south of U.S. 17 Mills Drive. Right lane blocked by the new road construction. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Clear and cold with light winds early this morning. 24 to 32 degrees temperatures across the area. Light southerly winds, a slightly stronger wind later today, will allow our temperatures to move into the mid-50s. Again, just a gorgeous day here with lots of sunshine. Some high clouds late day and even your Friday will feature some high clouds across the area. Mid-60s on Friday afternoon feeling more like early April. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 28 degrees you're waking up to in Rockville, 30 Ashburn, 31, Fort Washington, this 4 a.m. hour. Thursday morning, it's February 8th, 2024. We are at 35 degrees and holding in our nation's capital. Brought to you this Thursday morning by Dulles Glass. For all your glass mirror and shower door needs, visit DullesGlass.com. Dulles Glass, love your glass. Good morning. Welcome to WTLP. It's 421. Glad you're with us this morning. 
Are you a family with child medical expenses and looking for relief? United Healthcare Children's Foundation is here to help. They offer medical grants that financially help families cover costs that are not covered or not fully covered by their commercial health insurance. So far, the United Healthcare Children's Foundation has awarded more than 34,000 grants worth more than $70 million. You don't need to be insured through United Healthcare to qualify. Visit grantsforkids.org. That's grantsforkids.org and apply for a grant today. This is WTOP News. Well, things do not seem to be working on Capitol Hill this morning right now. Senate Republicans have blocked a bipartisan border package this week, scuttling months of negotiations between the two parties on legislation intended to cut down record numbers of illegal border crossings. Many Republicans said the election year compromise was not enough, even as supporters of the bill insisted it was the best that could be achieved in a divided government. Two failed votes in the House just this week were seen as major defeats for new Speaker Mike Johnson, Republicans failing to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, an effort to send $14 billion as well to Israel was also voted down. This morning, our Dimitri Sotis talks with Washington Post live anchor Leanne Caldwell for the latest. There's a lot of internal turmoil within the Republican Party right now. On the House side, you have House Speaker Mike Johnson, who lost two big votes. For the time being, those votes were held and they lost. Members of Congress, Republicans are wondering if there's a leadership vacuum. Johnson is untested, inexperienced, and some say in over his head. On the Senate side, you have an extremely experienced leader of the Senate Republican Conference and Mitch McConnell, and he also seems to be floundering right now. He devoted a member of his conference to four months negotiating a border deal that his members requested and required for Ukraine aid that fell apart in a matter of hours, really, less than two days. And now they are having internal deliberations over what to do about Ukraine. So it's a very tumultuous time where not a lot is getting done. The Republican Party internally is extremely at odds with each other. You mentioned both the House Speaker and the Senate Republican leader. Is it really Donald Trump that the members of Congress, Republican members of Congress, want to be led by? They may not be interested in being led by Mike Johnson, for example. Well, it's an interesting dynamic in the sense that you have Mike Johnson, who is relatively close with Donald Trump. They don't have, uh, you know, they don't know each other super well. But Mike Johnson is a huge supporter of Donald Trump, helped to try to overturn the last, at least challenge the last election. And then you have Mitch McConnell, who has no relationship with Donald Trump, hasn't uttered his word, his name since he left office more than three years ago. The Trump wing of the party is growing and it is becoming more influential and more powerful, especially the likely Republican nominee. Johnson is, you know, taking cues from Donald Trump, but also worried about challenges to his own speakership. Meanwhile, McConnell is kind of governing in the way of a Republican Party of the past that really doesn't exist anymore. Do we know enough yet to be able to say whether the lack of a border deal badly hurts President Biden in his re-election efforts or perhaps equally badly hurts some Republicans as they try to stay in office? There was a very vibrant lunch that Senate Republicans held today. And it was extremely contentious. Members were yelling at each other. And one of the frustrations and points of anger is that they demanded the border deal. They spent four months trying to get it. A large number of Republicans, most of them, 
walked away from it, said it wasn't strong enough, wasn't good enough. And now Republicans could very well get blamed for it. Now, mind you, big reason they walked away from this border deal is because the right wing media started to undercut it before it was out. And Donald Trump said, don't do that. Don't